guys, Brendan here. Welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Life Podcast. This podcast is an interview project that was born out of a desire to learn more about the people that I admire. I saw people doing incredible things, whether that means building mission-based businesses, creating social impact, or simply following their heart and their passions to live an inspired life. The people that I interview on this show are some of my greatest teachers, mentors, and role models. So please sit back and absorb this information that they have spent a lifetime acquiring, and I do my best to tease that out over the next hour. Of course, we will not get to everything, so I will always give you the means to go find these people, follow them to learn more from them directly. If you guys have a story that you want to share, please reach out. Let's get you on the podcast. This is a global conversation. All right, guys, I love you. Sit back and enjoy the show. Alrighty, guys, I am here with Clark and Chrissy from Endo Ethos. Um, we are having a cozy pajama party podcast. It's <laughs> nighttime and, you know, we're both kind of winding down. So you guys can feel free to grab a cup of tea as well or whatever puts you in your cozy mode as you listen, because um, we're just chilling and hanging out. So Clark and Chrissy uh, own Endo Ethos, which is a, a curated hemp apothecary. On their website, their mission reads, Endo Ethos is where hemp education meets therapeutic grade products. To gain trust in the flooded CBD hemp market, we've done the research, handpicked the best quality products, built relationships with our customers, and worked to positively impact our community. So I am speaking with Clark and Chrissy because I am a customer of Endo Ethos. Um, my girlfriend and I stumbled into their shop in Northport on Long Island in New York one summer day when we were just strolling around the village. And we just had a little field day in there and touched everything and asked a million questions and every single question we asked they had an answer to and it was amazing um so we continued going back and i'm sitting here in front of me with uh with my girlfriend's uh cbd oil it is a canafloria hemp neuro neuro connect drops um and I know that she loves these. We picked these up just a couple of months ago when we were back in New York. Um, so we are definitely big fans of Endo Ethos. And I'm super excited to be talking to Clark and Chrissy tonight. So what's going on, guys? How are you doing? We're doing well. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the sweet intro. Yeah, it's very <laughs> nice. Very. <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate you having us, Brennan. Yeah, guys, for sure. Um, so I think a really good place to start, um, Chrissy, I know you just made a video about this very topic on your Instagram. Um, but for those of you who are listening and don't follow Endo Ethos on Instagram, um, I'm just going to ask Clark and Chrissy to recap it. Um, but the name, Endo Ethos, what is in the name? Can you talk to us about why Endo Ethos? Yeah, so uh, probably like at this point, three years ago or so, we were like, what are we going to name this shop? And the reason why hemp and cannabis are so impactful on human health is because of the endocannabinoid system. So endo means from within, 
endocannabinoid system is talking about the cannabinoids that we make naturally inside of us. So we had it as endo, like we're going to name it endo. And then ethos means like the beliefs and aspirations of a community or a culture. So we felt like it really jived with what we were trying to do for our business and our brand was getting people to, to pay more attention to what we, what we value. We value natural health. We value um, mental and physical wellness, taking care of each other and doing it in this really safe, natural, um, impactful way. So like the two terms kind of came together for us and we liked the alliteration. So, so we went with it. And when we started off, we were actually, you know, fueling for some time. And then when it was time to expand and move into our second location uh, and have more of an online presence, we wanted something that encompasses the whole lifestyle rather than almost maybe a misleading or false promise. So you have to be careful with what you tell customers and what you promise. So the word healing, we just weren't comfortable with that anymore. And we felt that ethos was, was, a, was a better fit for what we were going for. Yeah, and it's just a little bit sexier also. Like, <laughs> endo ethos, like that alliteration, ethos, it's like, you know, whatever Latin roots, it sounds really nice to say. Um, it's very alluring. I like it. I like the name change for sure. Thank you. Um, cool. So can we do like a little bit more of a, a deep dive on the endocannabinoid system? Yeah. So it's a, it's a complicated body system. So I try to simplify it as much as possible. And my version of that is that we have endocannabinoids that we make naturally. They are molecules within us. We have receptors that are attached to cells throughout our body. So the endocannabinoid system is made up of these endocannabinoids molecules that interact with these receptors that are on our cells. And when they interact, the molecules send messages to the receptors, which then send messages to the cells to make changes. And it's all about keeping homeostasis, keeping balance. And this is how our body maintains that balance that will give us optimal health. So that's all working in us naturally. There are endocannabinoid dysfunctions, which means maybe you're not producing enough molecules, maybe you're producing too many, maybe it's just not interacting with the receptors properly. And that's when hemp and cannabis come in. They contain phytocannabinoids, which means cannabinoids from plants, and they mimic the effects of endocannabinoids that we have naturally. So it's really doing the same work as the molecules we produce naturally when they're just not working properly. And so these phytocannabinoids from hemp or cannabis in any form, so it could just be like an extract form, a gummy form, a tea form, they're all interacting with our receptors, which create cellular changes. So you're really, you're changing your body from a cellular level instead of just masking an issue. This is also why hemp and CBD, um, this is why they're so beneficial. You know, when people ask, well, can I take care of this? And can it take care of that? You know, can it take care of that also? So X, Y, Z, um, because we have cells um, throughout the system and these receptors throughout the system, it's why hemp can be so beneficial for so many different ailments that people are going through. Yeah, okay, cool. So if I'm understanding correctly, it almost sounds like the endocannabinoid system um, and phytocannabinoids um, are 
messengers of sorts. So when these systems aren't functioning properly, there's a communication breakdown as far as like the cellular change that maybe would be happening naturally as a part of human growth and development. When your endocannabinoid system isn't functioning properly, there's some sort of uh, right breakdown in the, in the messages that are being fired back and forth. So when that's happening, we want to supplement with these phytocannabinoids which will allow those, which will like kind of, you know, bolster up that, uh, those breakdowns and allow for the communication to restart and continue, hence allowing for cellular change. Yeah, absolutely. It is a communication network. And the interesting thing about the endocannabinoid system is that it involves many other body systems, which is like pretty outstanding. So it involves your central nervous system, your brain, which is why it can be so impactful for issues like anxiety and mood disorders. It also involves your cardiovascular system, digestive system, immune system, reproductive system. So like all of these things are part of the endocannabinoid system. Um, So in my opinion, and I mentioned this on my Instagram video, I just don't think the endocannabinoid system is getting enough attention. I know it's new. It was discovered about 27 years ago at this point, but it's still not in medical textbooks. Uh, It's still not being studied by um, doctors or people in the pharmaceutical world. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you really dive deep into it, it's, it's pretty remarkable the power it has over the human body and, and our ability to maintain homeostasis. Mm. So cool. And I mean, yeah, I think that we are like still just scratching the surface of all of these systems and their interconnectedness inside our body right so i think we're living in a really exciting time on that front um because obviously like every day there's another headline about um you know the uh whether it be like psychedelics being moved into into research phases or decriminalized and obviously cannabis is becoming recreationally available all over the country and the world um, so this stigma that surrounds like the cannabis plant is, is falling away, which is really beautiful and allows for a lot more in-depth research, right. Um, for mainstream medicine to offer like their funding and their research into exploring this. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, how do you guys feel about what's going on in the current like CBD and cannabis landscape. Yeah, it, well, it's funny that you mentioned um, the research that's being done with psychedelics uh, and cannabis and so on and so forth, uh, substances, but the plant wasn't really analyzed so thoroughly, let's say 30, 40, 50 plus years ago in terms of breaking down the cannabis plant. It's not as easy as that. There's all these compounds from within and because of all those compounds where you find CBD, CBG, THC, Delta-8, so on and so forth, is uh, the research plays a big part in actually where we are right now and why the Farm Bill made hemp legal a few years back. Um, and now recreational cannabis is becoming more legal across the country. We're obviously very open to that, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, New York is getting on board relatively soon, it looks like. 
yeah. So be because cannabis is scheduled, um, categorized as a schedule one substance, which means that it has no medicinal value, which we know is just not true. So because of that categorization, it hasn't been studied properly. Um, because you can't, you can't get grants or loans to study something that's, a, that's categorized as schedule one substance. So we really are lacking in the, the research we need to make headway on what it can really do to the body. I mean, we've skipped, like mm. you said, we have skimmed the surface and just that alone, you know, the thousands of studies that have come out, we know that it's, it's pretty incredible, but there's so much more to be done. So that's exciting. And another, you know, at the shops, we get to see people like evolve. <laughs> so like they come in, a lot of people come in a little skeptical. Maybe the, the stigma is there a little bit. Some people are like, they seem almost uncomfortable. And then the more they learn about it, then they start using it and they experiment it with it and they see how it interacts with their body. And you slowly see people like realize the impact and come around to it and then become advocates themselves and send others in. So it's, it's pretty cool to witness that. You'd be amazed how much we find out about complete strangers <laughs> 10 minutes after meeting them. We find out like, they like to spill their guts <laughs> once they're comfortable. Yeah. Well, I, I can see why. I mean, in my experience in your shop, um, the the new one in Huntington is very spa-like um, on Main Street in Huntington for all of you Long Islanders and New Yorkers. Um, and you walk in and you feel like you've walked into like this luxury spa wellness doctor's office or something like that you know something this i suppose it's a curated apothecary right um a modern apothecary and it feels really comfortable there's couches beautiful wood floors very spacious very calming energy it smells great um so it just like immediately takes the physical stress out of your body and then you start to see all of these things around where it's like, oh, this can help me with my stress. This can help me with sleeping. Like this can help me with my digestion or with this, that, whatever. So then it immediately starts to trigger all of these thoughts about, oh yeah, you know, I haven't really been feeling that well, whether it be mentally, physically, I've been having these ailments. And then before you know it, Chrissy or Clark is sitting behind the counter, like, you know, listening to you spill your guts. Um, so you guys are really amazing on that front. What do you feel your role is as the owners of Endo Ethos and as well as like the face of the company, right? You guys sit there at the desk and help to guide people as they explore your store um, and explore these products. So like, what is your role um, in, in the shopping experience? We have found um that and i believe i really do believe that this is where our success stems from I, I believe anybody can sell you a product and we try to not be overly salesy it's not something we were ever comfortable with it's not something we're comfortable with when we go out shopping for anything be it a car or a bottle of cbd or whatever the case we don't like that overly salesy aspect um when we walk into a place we found that our success stems from the education uh, you you read it off the website earlier, uh, and we truly believe that because we were both educators for 
10, 11, 12 years each. Um, and it really taught us how to be comfortable educating a whole classroom full of 20 to 30 students. So when it's honed, honed in and, and you're really just educating between one and five people at a time, depending on who's in the shop, yeah, you know, it's a little more comfortable, but that, but that head educator comes out in you uh, while discussing that with people. And, and it really becomes one of the most, if not the most enjoyable part about the job. Um, you know, sitting behind a counter and making sales isn't the most entertaining thing, but finding out these things about people and relating to them in certain aspects and finding out about their lifestyle and, and uh, what they're going through and then helping them through it. it it's a great feeling. Uh, and it definitely, it's, it's definitely the most pleasing part. And I would definitely say that's our main job as educators uh, besides owners. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, definitely comes through. Um, that's really interesting. I would love to dive into your your background in education. Um, I am just thinking about my experience with that um, as I look at this, you know, this kind of Floria hemp extract bottle. Um, I remember our experience in there. You know, going from I think it's the R and R CBD is your lowest price point um, hemp oil, and then that's about like thirty bucks I think for a bottle, and it goes up to those tonic bottles, which I think are around 75 bucks. Um, and as you walked us through the products, there wasn't even a leading statement or like a, an, an ounce of upselling that went into your explanation of each product, right? It was just like, this is what they do. This is why some people like this one. This is why some people like that one. And there was no pressure to buy the $75 bottle. You know, it was like, you make the decision, whichever one feels good for you. And, you know, I think we walked out with something like pretty middle of the road that you just like held this space as we were totally indecisive. And I think probably spent like 45 minutes in your shop, um, just like talking and asking more and more questions. And you just held that space for us as like made the decision for ourselves. And I think that's really powerful to give people that level of agency in their own healing, right? You can, only, you can only tell so much by somebody by their appearance. So we treat everybody obviously as equals when they walk in and we don't know if they're comfortable spending $30 or if they're comfortable spending $105 on a bottle. So for that reason, we give everybody all of the options uh, and not necessarily every single one of them, but not knowing where people are comfortable. We just like to give them options without that pressure. Like, Hey, you can find success with an $80 bottle, but you very well can also find that success with a $30 bottle. It's not just about the price point, but it's about the quality of the product. So um, yeah, I mean, we try to make people feel comfortable with, with whatever budget they might have. Yeah. And another, I mean, we, we call it a curated apothecary or shop because we have selected these products. So I would, I am happy with any product being purchased and used because I believe in them because we've done the background work on these, on these brands and on these products. We've sampled things. We've given them out to friends and family so they can sample them and we've researched the company. So, you know, even, even the lowest price item is, is a great product because we made sure of it. Otherwise we wouldn't put it in the store. So and we've denied a lot of products too. <laughs> oh yes. There are, we get a lot of, we get a lot of brands uh, approaching us weekly. Um, so, and that's great because it, it allows us to really narrow down the best 
items we can find for our customer base and what we really believe in. And, and so we can be confident um, offering anything to our customers, knowing that it's going to be helpful. Yeah. So I noticed one thing that um, just even in the display of your products, you, everything has a distinct purpose each like you don't have a bunch of options that are doing the same thing so it doesn't feel like um it's not overwhelming in that sense where it's like oh there's so many different options i don't even know where to start it's like well there are a lot of options but it's very clear what why you would each use each one of those options right where do you draw your lines on that you know when there's so many different options for like hemp products yeah that's a good question so the base of a hemp product is going to be a, like a plain hemp extract. And that is going to be like, it can solve a lot of problems, just a plain hemp extract. And that's because going back to the endocannabinoid system. So just a plain R&R um, hemp oil can help you with anxiety or focus or sleep. And then you have the people who come in with like one specific problem or issue. And so we want to be able to offer them something that's more tailored for that, for that issue. And so that's when other herbs come into a formula and that's specifically for, you know, a triggered effect. So you have the people who want the hemp extract for, because I have this, this, and this. So take one product. You don't need to buy five separate products. You just need one because it's multidimensional because of the endocannabinoid system. Or if you want one that really hones in on, let's say anxiety, then maybe you pick the one with the ashwagandha added to it or the lemon balm because those are extra herbs that will help to ease anxiety, reduce cortisol in the body. And so we wanted to make sure that we had the big, the big issues that we hear a lot are anxiety, sleep, and pain. Those are the three big ones. So we wanted ones, we wanted products that specifically addressed those issues, but then we also wanted a good amount of just simple good quality organic hemp extracts for the people who wanted to use it as like a part of their health regimen. So we try, we tried to cover both. And just because you're getting one with specific targets on it doesn't mean that the hemp doesn't have the other umbrella benefits of hemp in the first place. So you might be buying that one that Chrissy just mentioned with the ashwagandha added, you know, for the anxiety and for the stress and to relax a little bit more but that doesn't mean that CBD oil is not also going to give you the anti-inflammatory qualities or it's not going to benefit you and give you a better, fuller night's, more restful night's sleep because it also still possesses those qualities. It's just, there's like an added boost for specific targets. So it, again, it's nice to have that kind of range and regardless of what you're trying to target, you're still going to get the, those umbrella benefits that hemp provides. Yeah. So that brings me back to a question that popped up earlier. Um, as we were discussing the endocannabinoid system and how it works, I, I began to imagine it as this communication network. Um, I was wondering if there is, um, if there are like synergistic lifestyle changes that are requisite for like experiencing the full effects of the hemp. Yeah, totally. And this is something I talk to people about a lot because it's not it's not going to be a cure-all for you if you're going to continue on a lifestyle track that's that's really not working, you know, for your needs. So, 
it's gonna, it's certainly going to help, but let's use like inflammation as an issue. So there's a lot of people who come in with arthritic pain. So using a hemp extract is going to help to reduce inflammation. It's going to help to ease pain. But if you're going to continue eating uh, like your mm-hmm. Western inflammatory diet along with your hemp extract, the benefits are only going to go so far, right? So I, I do believe that this has to be like a, a whole approach here. And so imagine what it could be like if not only you use the hemp extract for your inflammation, but then you also cut out those processed packaged and sugary foods and focus more on whole foods. And then you also went, you know, for a 30 minute walk outside every day, like the impact would be even greater. So there is, there is synergy there. Of course, the, the obvious ones are diet and exercise. Um, that goes for sleep, that goes for anxiety, that goes for pain and inflammation issues. I mean, really everything. Um, and then so adding hemp to that is just going to boost the effects of those other lifestyle and dietary factors that are so important for overall health. Some people are even using it more so as the lifestyle change. Um, we have one regular who comes in quite often and he likes he likes the act of smoking. He, he just enjoys smoking and he was smoking a lot of cannabis. He was smoking a lot of marijuana, but he's in grad school and he doesn't want to be high. He's not able to get his work done. He's not able to function. He He's not able to pay as close attention in class. So when he started smoking hemp, it's not giving him the high that he enjoys like marijuana does. But what it's doing is it's kind of filling that void. And it's also relaxing him, relaxing his mind, and even sharpening his focus. And I don't have to claim this off the side of a package this is what a customer of ours is telling us which is which is huge for us we like to take stories that we hear from customers without repeating their names or too much information about them and tell other people of success stories i don't need to personally have these benefits me clark personally as the owner i don't need to have all these benefits from from cbd because when I have success stories from these customers coming in and I can tell those to other customers who are going through very similar scenarios or situations, it, it's like the proof is in the pudding kind of thing. And this one, this one person is able to continue smoking, but not in that foggy marijuana cloud all the time. And he's able to focus and get his work done a lot more productively. So some people use it as, as their lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. Um, so I work in personal coaching and a number of my clients are smoking weed and wrestling with like, oh, is it something I want to kick? I like it, but, you know, I know it's making me cloudy. Um, it's, uh, it's a story that comes up constantly, right? It's like a big part of our culture. Um, and the smoking the hemp, um, it's interesting to hear that that story of your client um, using it as like a tool to wean off because obviously it's like when you're trying to kick a habit, whether you're smoking like a smoking habit, whether it's cigarettes or or weed, like there's like an oral fixation. There's the enjoyment of like literally just like sitting there and taking 10 minutes to like breathe you know, and like the comfort of the smoke in your mouth and your lungs, like it's very relaxing, like mindful, conscious experience, you know, for like a world that's so go, go, go all the time. Um, 
there's something that's really relaxing about just the act of smoking. So uh, it's it sounds like a really interesting tool to help uh, wean off. It's like, oh, I don't want to get high right now necessarily because I know I have something to do, but I do want to smoke. Um, so that's super cool. And even another one of our customers, and this is real quick, just he wants to stop smoking cigarettes, actually. We have little 10 packs of pre-rolls uh, with come with matches and a little striking box. And and he comes in and buys those and doesn't even smoke a full one at a time, smokes like a half of one. And instead of a pack of cigarettes, that 10 pack of pre-rolled hemp is going to fill that. Of course, any heat to your lungs can cause damage. It's not that it's a safe smoke. And, and nobody claims that, but it's a heck of a lot better than all the carcinogens and uh, and chemicals that are found in in cigarettes. So uh, another example of somebody who, you know, is trying to do that lifestyle change to be a little bit healthier, but still kind of fill that void. Yeah, yeah. So speaking about um, smoking hemp and uh, you know these different. Um, ways of uh, accessing the benefits of of hemp um is there any way so right like okay let's just, like i said before there's three ways that i'm familiar with right now one would be through a, a tincture uh taking drops orally one would be smoking and then one would be the gummies um is there is there another way that I'm leaving out? Is there any other like <laughs> you're missing a few of them there. well there's <laughs> there's teas that some people enjoy. Um, really, you could categorize all edibles in one. Yeah. It's tea, coffee, yeah, sure. honey. Right. There's capsules, um, mm -hmm. which we find some older, older customers appreciate the capsules because they just add it kind of to their regimen, to their vitamin or, or um, medication routine. So um, there's capsules. The, the most... It's and topical and the topicals yeah and then the topicals mm. are not going to be um they are not going to be absorbed into the bloodstream unless it's a transdermal which is a patch but any like lotion or balm is not going to be absorbed into the bloodstream so they're just going to have a localized effect so wherever you apply it it can help to reduce muscle soreness um swelling inflammation that kind of thing so in terms of using it internally i would say that the oils or tinctures under the tongue and then the gummies are the most popular. Well, um, yeah. yeah. And, and really so like, what, go ahead. Sorry. The, the teas, the honeys, the chocolates, all that, the, the, the breath mints, like it's in literally everything. Um, those are nice, but not as ideal. If you are somebody who's getting yourself on a serious regimen on a daily use or multiple times a day, um, Obviously, it's not very convenient to make a cup of CBD coffee every time you want to take a dose of CBD. So mm. really when it, I mean, the, those the lineup. Like for, those are like for the CBD lovers who are like adding in other fun forms. Yeah, but, but, yeah. The, but the oils, the gummies, and the capsules are definitely top three in terms of how you can ingest on a daily basis and keep to that uh, regimen. Okay, cool. So that makes a lot of sense just as far as like, you know, working it into your routine, what's the easiest way to consume it? Um, is there a particular method of consuming hemp that is more bioavailable, that makes it more bioavailable than others? Yeah, so smoking is beyond the patch. So transdermal patches that, eat, that last about 12 to 24 hours, 
Um, that's about 100% bioavailability. So that's way up there. Um, but it's not necessarily cost effective is the problem with the patch because each patch can run eight to $15. And so if you're using it every day as you should, because the studies are showing that your consistency is key to regulate the endocannabinoid system. So that can really get up there in price. So beyond that, smoking is going to be the next on bioavailability, which is why I think for people who are dealing with chronic pain, for instance, find that smoking is, is going to be the most effective for them. And then right underneath that is going to be oils, a tincture under the tongue, as long as you keep it under your tongue for about 30 seconds. So what's happening is it's being absorbed through your mucous membranes under your tongue and going right into your bloodstream that way. So you're bypassing the digestive system. Once you have to go through the digestive system, you are going to be losing some of that absorption. So the gummies, the capsules, the edibles are all a lower bioavailability. Now, that being said, they are going to do their work. You just have to find the right dose. So you may need a higher dose in a gummy than you do in an oil, just because there's about a 20% difference in bioavailability. So 10 milligrams as an oil, you may need you know, 15 milligrams as a gummy to have the same impact. But at the end of the day, they're still going to do the same work. Um, and then the other difference is onset. So oil under the, under the tongue is going to be about five, 10 minutes. Smoking is going to be pretty immediate. Gummies are going to take about an hour. And that's again, because it has to go through the digestive system. So these are all things that we try to walk people through. So they, because, you know, a, a person who has panic attacks, for instance, doesn't want to use a gummy because that's going to take an hour. So by the time you feel it coming on, it might, it might be too late for it to really do its work. So that's the kind of person that's either going to go for a smokable or for a tincture under the tongue. Whereas somebody who is leaving the house at eight o'clock with their coffee, they, they roll into work at 8.30, they do what they have to do and they're ready to get their day rolling by about nine o'clock. That's a perfect candidate for a gummy or a capsule because if really they're the most stressed at work and they're taking it for that reason, well, you could throw that capsule or gummy in your mouth before you get into the car. And then by the time you're at work, it's active in the system and you're going to get that relief for however much time it's going to last. Cool. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of information, which well, is, really, you know, what drove us to do this in the first place. Cause when we saw hemp products being sold at like gas stations and smoke shops and nobody was able to really describe to people what to what to use why to use it how to use it we knew that this this was needed it was a white space in the market and so we knew it, it would be successful because people needed these explanations yeah we definitely do need these explanations um and as a segue there um I'd love to dive into your background a little bit. Uh, Clark, I know that you mentioned that you guys are both educators for over a decade. So I'd love to hear about your story, how you forayed into this field of uh, CBD and hemp products from where you were previously. So do you guys want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, like most people, I don't know, it's funny. Everybody wants to work for themselves, right? <laughs> or most people do anyway. Uh, and, and that's more stressful than people even know. But, uh, you know, like those people, I was the same way. And, uh, and Christine was the same way. And um, I was an art teacher for 11 years, and I loved doing it. And I was doing it to high school students. So, 
you know, I had every kind of the, you know, the person who couldn't even hold a pencil straight or draw a straight line up to the guys that were, you know, had amazing illustrations and they weren't even trying that hard. And, and I love art myself. And that's, that's one of my biggest passions. And because of that, I really, really enjoyed teaching it and showing students who, who think that they're not capable of doing something that they can actually produce work, whether or not they or somebody else thinks it's quote unquote good. But uh, nothing against teaching. It was it was time for a change. I wanted to spend more time with my family. I wanted to spend less time commuting and more time with my kids. And, and I wanted to run my own business. So after quite some time of saving up enough money, we finally found it was the right time, especially with the way the industry was. You know, we didn't just jump into any industry. We jumped into industry that A, we were knowledgeable about and B, we knew had a future uh, and not a three-year future. We know hemp is going to, cannabis in general is going to be around for quite some time now um, in, in the way that it's being used right now. So we just felt like it was the right time for that change. And it's, it's a scary plunge to take, but we, we were confident enough to take the plunge. And, uh, and so far we're, we're thrilled with how it's turned out. Um, it's nerve wracking at, you know, it's, it's much easier sitting back doing a job and collecting a paycheck than it is to really be crunching numbers and worrying every day about whether or not you're reaching your goals that you had set. Um, so that's something like there's pros and cons to every job you have. And that's definitely a con. It's, it's a worrisome thing to run your own business as any business owner would tell you, but it's also extremely rewarding. Um, when we have somebody such as yourself who has a podcast, who wants to reach out and talk with us for an hour, um, in our pajamas over, <laughs> you know, something as simple as hemp. Um, or when we have to the same regard of that student who found that, he never thought he could draw, but now he's like really proud of himself for his work. Well, we have people that come in who are in a lot of pain and they think nothing's going to work and CBD is a hoax. And then I see them a week later buying more of the product they came in, you know, they sampled a week ago uh, or 24 hours ago. There's that same kind of gratification that, that you have when you realize that you are making an impact on somebody's life. So again it's we're continuing our education into this field um but we're able to do so uh kind of at our own pace yeah yeah it's definitely sounds like it's mission-based work um and that's really what's gonna keep you moving through those trials of entrepreneurship and the stress that comes with it um i think that if you have that really strong why and you're getting that feedback that gratification that says like yeah you guys are doing good work um it is going to be that little boost that you need to say like all right no like let's find the money to pay rent you know like to ma let's make it through this pandemic you know let's figure out how we are going to keep bringing this this product this medicine this this uh this movement to long island um which is is really amazing um, well, I would, I would love to sit here and toot my own horn, you know, the whole, the whole time, but I am sitting next to the hemp, the hemptress over here. And, uh, a big reason why I was comfortable taking the plunge into this industry is really the amount of research that Christine has done, uh, and how knowledgeable she is in the field, in, in, in the science department, <laughs> uh, 
really made me a lot more comfortable with taking that gamble and taking that plunge because, you know, we each have our own, uh, we're each, we each have our own strengths and like when I can't complete a sentence and she can do it for me, that's, that's very bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been calling you Chrissy this whole time. Are, are we Chrissy and Christine? I am Chrissy to like friends and family and to most people. And then Clark. Always- when she was 16 years old, she was Chrissy. Now she's a woman and she's Christine. Clark always Christine in front of people, but no, Chrissy's good. <laughs> Cool. My my girlfriend is Sammy. Rarely she is Samantha as well. Um, right. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Cool. Um, when you're mad, well, at she's Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chrissy, I would love to hear just like a little bit, you know, about your story, your motivation, um, what led you to start researching this field so deeply and inspired uh, jump into yeah. the unknown. Yeah, so uh, like Clark, um, I I taught high school. I taught English and writing, and we uh, met teaching. We were both teaching at the same high school, and that's where we met. You know. Um, I did that for, I think it was about nine years, and then um, I started, I I graduated from, I got a a certification from IIN, which is the uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Mm -hmm. My, My goal was to start working with people about on their health it was always a passion of mine um but i ended up getting into the routine of teaching english and i kind of like i always wanted to go back into that and um i was always into health fitness nutrition so doing that i decided i was going to start writing freelance writing um, about natural health and that went really well and i was offered a job uh, to do that full time. And it was good timing for me because I wanted, we wanted to start a family and this was going to be a remote job. I was able to write from home. So I decided to leave teaching, even though I really, I loved it and I miss it still, but um, I decided to leave and we had our, we had our children and I was writing from home um, about all types of natural health topics. Um, You know, all, all diseases, all types of nutrition, all types of diets. And, and so a lot of my knowledge and the, and the reason why I could speak to customers about what they're going through is because of all this writing I've done over the years. Now it's been probably six or seven years I've been doing this. And then I started getting into like getting assigned hemp articles and cannabis articles. And this is early on before they passed the farm bill that allowed hemp to be sold federally and these studies I was reading, I was like, I was really floored by it. I was never much of a, like a pot smoker. I never, I never did well with it. It always made me like, you know, paranoid and I never felt great from it. Um, but to see the, the health benefits of the plant was really intriguing to me. Um, so I kind of, you know, I started writing more about that. I started researching more about it and um, reading more about it. And when they passed the farm bill and I saw where the CBD industry was going, at least within Long Island in our town, I knew that this was going to be something that we could do because I was passionate about the subject. Clark had, he has that education aspect about him. He's a really awesome people person. And we both had a vision of what it could look like. And because of his art skills, I knew we could execute it. And so it all just kind of came together from there. And 
I'm more of the like personality that I like a risk and I'm always like, it's going to be fine. We're, it's going to be great. And Clark's the opposite of me. So we balance each other out in that regard that I always thought like, this is going to be awesome. Let's do it. And he was more of the hesitant one. And so we did what we had to do to make sure we can do it, you know, carefully, safely, successfully. And so kind of the rest is history. We, <laughs> once we, once we signed up for that LLC, then, then we, you know, we, we opened one store a year old later, we opened another store and now we are where we are after or almost after a pandemic, but <laughs> we got through it. We, we can see the light. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's yeah. super exciting. Um, it's such a cool story. It's uh, I think a dream for a lot of people, right. To, to start a business with their partner. Um, there's something that's so beautiful about it, that integration and, and, uh, teamwork you know like you guys are are the ultimate team so uh, i can imagine that it comes with uh, some serious challenges um and putting those boundaries between love and home and work um finances you know everything that is you know so much a part of uh entrepreneurship um so is there anything that you would share best practices that you guys have picked up um, through your years of working on this that have allowed you to do so um, successfully and like preserve your re relationship dynamic while also functioning, functioning as successful business partners? Yeah, oh, I'm going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good question and I appreciate it too because <laughs> it's, you know, it's not exactly what we expected, but um. So for starters, I think setting boundaries is important. So like by the time we get home from work, we have quite a schedule. Every day is a little bit different. We have two stores. We have some help at the stores. We also have two young children. One's two and one's four. So we're either like one of us is with the kids and the other one's at the store. And then we have an employee or there's a babysitter here and we're both at the stores. So like each day is pretty hectic. Um, we like to talk about business when during the day, preferably when we're both working and not when one of us is with the kids. Um, and that's when we'll get all like our business conversation done. And then when we're home and we're making dinner and then after we just try to like put, put business aside, even if we know there are things we should probably talk about, we try to wait till morning so that we could enjoy dinner, put the kids to sleep, watch a show or, you know, sit down for a while and talk about other things. So I feel like the idea of, of like having those boundaries has been helpful to us. What else, babe? I guess, uh, I'm not sure, Brendan, if this is exactly what you're asking, but also like to those people that are thinking about pulling that trigger or like diving all in, um, just to be realistic with yourself, right? Like, me being the more cautious one and her being the, the free spirit. Um, I guess I like to play devil's advocate a lot. And I feel like some people might put themselves in danger not having that yin to their yang. So it's, I think it's beneficial, even in the design to the store, like you mentioned, it's very spa-like when you walk in, you feel relaxed. Um, I tell people all the time, if, if that store was all my vision, it wouldn't come out nearly as nice as it did. And if it was all Christine's vision or Chrissy's vision, it wouldn't have come out as nice as it did. But having that back and forth, that push and pull is really beneficial and not going all in on this 
solo is the only reason we're still afloat. And I feel the same way that if, if Chrissy went in and tried to do this by herself, she would have ran into a lot of trouble and I would have ran into a heck of a lot of trouble trying to do it myself. So having that business partner who also happens to be my life partner, but to have that business partner is extremely important and to trust that business partner. So that's another really big part of it. So for those people that are considering, like I said, going all in, um, be realistic about what you're trying to do. Um, as much as you might have a passion about something, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work successfully as a business. So is hemp my number one biggest passion in my life? Absolutely not. Do I enjoy the product? Do I use the product? Do I, absolutely. Um, do I believe in the product? Yes. Um, do I still enjoy educating? Absolutely. Um, but so it's something that we both saw ourselves comfortable doing, but be realistic with yourself as to do you want to do this long-term and do you really, I mean, are you cut out to do it full-time? You know, we've never owned our own businesses. This is our first time in our late mid to late thirties owning our first business um, without coming from business backgrounds or business degrees. So that came with its own challenges as you'd expect. So again, you're going to have wrenches thrown in your gear. You're going to get surprised um, quite often. So like, be ready for that and be realistic with what you, what you are setting yourself up for. Uh, you know, it's not all like, uh, it's the green grass isn't always, uh, the grass isn't always <laughs> that greener. Okay. All right. Yeah, totally. And I think um, that's really great feedback from, from both of you. Um, I think that, you know, our generation, um, the current like zeitgeist says that like, freedom is the best thing that you can have, right? And oftentimes entrepreneurship, uh, working for yourself, being your own boss, that whole thing, it's like, it is idealized as the pinnacle, like ultimate freedom is owning your own business. And I think a lot of times um, there's like the sex appeal to it, that people don't necessarily, you know, understand that, well, you have to like seriously self-regulate, you know, if you're going to choose to be your own boss, it's not that you don't have a boss, like you are just assuming the duties of the boss, you know, um, and you both have to be the boss and listen to the boss. So it's like you said, Chrissy, you have to put those boundaries into place to like make sure that like home remains sacred and you know, that, that you make time for work, um, for the kids, for everything to balance all that. And, you know, Clark, to your point, it's just like, you gotta, you, you gotta be realistic and you gotta have that balance. So, um, a, a partner, everybody have a partner who balances you out. So if you ever start going down your, like, you're, you're into your mad scientist where you're cooking up ideas and saying, this is genius, this is genius, this is gonna kill it, that you at least have somebody who can sober you up and say, either it is a good idea or it's not. Um, so that's, uh, that's really great feedback. Wrapping up, you know, you guys gave me a strong hour, so I really appreciate that, um, especially knowing that usually at this time, we don't talk about business. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate you guys cutting some... <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't get to? Anything that you would like to share with um, anyone who's listening just about uh, whether it be 
on on the note of entrepreneurship or on the note of cannabis anything to look out for um you guys have the floor if there's anything that we missed no um you know i think actually we 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 talked a lot a good amount both about the industry and also personally which is which is nice and refreshing you know for for a change um but for anybody that is listening and curious about anything we've discussed it doesn't have to turn into a sale they could reach out to us through our website through our email uh through our shop phone number and we can with instagram and we can help them with their curiosity in the market and in the field again we don't have to turn a sale out of it we're we're happy to help people and know that we're making a difference if it turns into a sale that's great but for your listeners, if they do have any questions about what we've discussed, we're happy to talk further with them about it. I think that was great. Thank you, Brandon, for having us. Yeah, totally. Such a pleasure. Um, this is like a nice way for me to spend my evening. And I hope it wasn't torture for you guys. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, Instagram, website, in person? Yeah, so our Instagram is endo underscore ethos um and i am starting i just started doing these like weekly videos i'm trying to spread the good word about hemp and cannabis so i feel like that's you know that's a proper platform i suppose so if anybody's just curious about how to use hemp and kind of the like the science of hemp um i'll be doing that every monday um and then we have a website it's endoethos.com and on the website is all like our in, our phone number and our addresses and our um, email. So people can reach out in whatever way they feel comfortable. And we'd be super happy to answer any questions that they have about um, the industry or products or, you know, what they're dealing with personally. Awesome. Cool, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, um, this was awesome. Really educational for me. And uh, I hope for everyone who listens as well, Clark and Chrissy, Endo Ethos, have a beautiful night and uh, looking forward to my next trip up to New York to stop into the shop. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, Brandon. Thank you for having us. Hope you enjoyed the podcast with Endo Ethos. Um, if you guys are interested to learn more, you can head to their website, www.endoethos.com. They are currently doing this super cool curated hemp box. It's a monthly subscription. You basically put in your uh, ailments, your preferred method of consumption, whether it be oils, tinctures, capsules, etc., etc. You can get the box monthly or quarterly, I believe is how they have it set up. Um, and yeah, you know, you guys heard Chrissy and Clark. They are experts. They've clocked the hours. They put in the time. So um, you give them your needs and they will give you the product to support you. So go check it out. Hope you guys are feeling good. And uh, if you have any questions, by all means, you know, you could always reach out to me. All right. Take care. Love you guys.